going to be for Spider-Man uh, into the Spider, I mean, across the Spider-Verse, excuse me, uh, which is the sequel to Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Um, here, um, it's like, you know, like I said before, I gave my thoughts uh, Friday mm -hmm. on it. Um, so I'm going to let a lot of these guys give their chance to, mm -hmm. to talk about it uh, since this, this will be uh, their first time talking about it on stream here. Mm -hmm. um, but I already gave my thoughts Friday uh, on stream, which the review should be uh, uploading pretty shortly um, here soon in the next couple of days. But uh, yeah, so in this film, uh, you have Miles Morales, who is now, as he says in the movie, he's New York's one and only Spider-Man uh, after the events of the first one, uh, you know, and he's doing that good superhero stuff and trying to balance all these different things, trying to balance the superhero life, the home life, the student life, trying to figure out a way to, you know, have all those things, you know, uh, kind of work together and find that good balance there. But he's struggling, you know, uh, like I said, he's the only kind of hero here. He's alone a lot of times, can't really talk to people a lot about these mm -hmm. things, uh, but Spider-Gwen, um, who he met in the last film, uh, who hears voiced by Haley Steinfeld, and of course, uh, Miles Morales is voiced by uh, Shamik Moore, um, comes back into his life and introduces him to this uh, spider force, strike team, as, as she calls mm -hmm. it, of all these variety of other Spider-Mans. They have their own even base and hub here uh, where they kind of travel in. And who's leading the, this elite strike force of all these different spider people is Miguel O'Hara, who's voiced by Isaac Isaac. Um, the purpose of the strike team is to you know discover and to help and to uh, find all these different incursions, all these different multiverse issues that are kind of going on, and figuring out what role Miles Morales plays in that in a way that he's involved in some and uh, you know fighting these incursions as well and anomalies. Um, so that's kind of the basic general kind of setup here you have um, of here what's going on across the Spider Verse. Um, I was a huge fan of mm -hmm. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I uh, actually loved it. I think not only is one of the best Spider-Man movies, one of the best animated movies, period, as well. I mean, uh, you know, hugely praised film, both critically and by fans. One best picture, mm -hmm. I mean, one best animated feature at the Oscars. Mm -hmm. um, I could definitely see this being also nominated and this also winning. Mm -hmm. um, and it's tough to follow up um, with a movie like that. That was so highly praised. It's like, how can you even come up with something that's on par or even be half as good as the first movie mm -hmm. um, that was so highly praised. And I think this movie does a good job at that. Um, I think you have a new direct uh, directing team here, uh, Joaquin mm -hmm. DeSantos, you have Kemp Powers, you have Justin K. Thompson. Kemp Powers, he directed Soul um, there. He also mm -hmm. wrote One Night in Miami. Joaquin DeSantos is also known for his yes. work on Legend of Korra. Uh, Justin K. Thompson is also, I think he also worked on a little bit of the first movie. And also yeah. he also did yeah. uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs as well. Mm -hmm. um, he also did that. So, Which is another banger. Yeah, I uh, love Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. And you have a person from that movie actually making an appearance in this movie um, <laughs> there. Um, you also have Phil Lord and Chris Miller who come, they do write this movie uh, <laughs> along with a, a person named Dave uh, Colin, uh, Callum. Uh, so Joe they do come. Callahan. Callahan. Um, so they do, uh, Dave Callahan, they come and write this movie. So they're not completely gone from the process, <laughs> the creative process of this film. Um, so yeah, I mean, I greatly enjoyed this movie. The animation is still really gorgeous. I mean, mm -hmm. the effort and the amount of time it took. And it's been five years since the first movie. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's been five years. And they spent every second of that time trying to build on the animation and the absolute artistry that was the first film. Because 
a big thing about the first film was it was about uh, trying to translate the look of a comic book onto the big screen. And on top of that, having characters with different animation styles appearing in the same frame. And this movie, it just elevates all of that. It says, you know what, we're going to have characters animated in the different frame animated in completely different styles all populating the same frame of film we're gonna have uh the animation and the artistry and the backgrounds be a part of the storytelling which is i think something absolutely gorgeous this movie is a work of art yeah um i would love to interview one of the animators on this because yeah i mean a lot of stuff they do is just amazing every frame here is just gorgeous uh of this movie uh, great vo voice performances, voice performances from everyone in the cast. We have the new additions like Issa Rae and uh, Oscar Isaac. Um, yes, of course, you have returning favorites, Jake Johnson, uh, who's Peter B. Parker, who makes her uh, appearance in this again. Um, so, yeah, voice performances and the emotional moments really hit with a lot of them and do really well. The action sequences are a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so that's kind of my general kind of thoughts and, and on the film. Um, but, again, if you want to hear my more... Thoughts. I'll still give them here um, afterwards because mm -hmm. well, we can discuss a little bit more um, in the spoiler talks, but also um, in the uh, review I did uh, yesterday, Friday. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm going to pass it around. Um, these guys' opinion on it. I'm going to start with Hunter. Hunter, what are your <coughs> thoughts on Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse? So, uh, so Into the Spider-Verse was my favorite film of that year. <laughs> um, I saw it on a Thursday night by myself and I was just sitting there going I can't believe they're pulling this off because like the thing about Sony is when Sony does it right and I and I would include the MCU films in there since they co-produced so like mm -hmm. I love the the very John Hughes Spider-Man trilogy I, I I love what they uh Far From Home is actually my favorite live action Spider-Man mm -hmm. film hot take um Nick's heard me bitch about Spider-Man 2. I won't do it here. I, just, <laughs> I, I, I have issues with Spider-Man 2, and I'll just leave it at that. Okay. But but into uh, but into the Spider-Verse just blew my blew my mind. It's my favorite suit-up scene uh, in the superhero film. When What's Up Danger plays, I'll just like, oh my god, it's so perfect. Like I I love that scene so much. And so going into this, you know, you have mm -hmm. your concerns about sequelitis because it is a thing. Mm -hmm. It's a term. It's a term for a reason. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Expectations were about as high as they could possibly be for a movie walking into it, and I think that's probably a common thing with everybody here. Yeah, yeah. and son of a bitch, she pulled it off. Like I, I can't believe they pulled this off. Um, I left the theater just kind of. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a compliment. Uh, as a compliment, just very overwhelmed. Because there's a lot going on throughout the movie. Mm -hmm. Just just off the animation, it's like, holy shit. But it's the best sort of uh, of overwhelm. It's, it's like watching a uh, an overtime game with your favorite sports team and your mm -hmm. team winning. Like it's, it, you feel exhausted afterwards. And this ended on a cliffhanger in the best way mm -hmm. where, I'm sorry, some of y'all were spoiled. Some of y'all were spoiled mm -hmm. with not having to watch another movie to wrap your shit up. Like, like 
Like I get you always like I get sometimes people just want to close the loop, but mm-hmm. they gave you plenty of warning that this was part one of two. Mm-hmm. Like like plenty oh. of warning. Like be, at least the last four months they've yeah, been telling to, people. Like, yeah, to be fair, when they initially announced this, this was announced as across the Spider-Verse part one. But then just over time, I guess that kind of just vanished from the marketing. Yeah. And so so I was telling people, I'm like, you know, this is gonna end on cliffhanger. And it was like, no, I'm like, nah, there's there's one more at least. And so when we got to the end, I went, okay, yeah. And where it ends off is awesome, by the way. Um, it's all oh, it's so good, it's so good. <laughs> but uh, last thing I'll say, kind of for uh, for initial thoughts, is I love that's just where I love where this ends up. But everyone knew exactly what role they had to like how to bring it to with the role um jason schwartzman's amazing in this like oh. like, like what they do with the spot who at points is very much a joke care a villain in the comics but does become more of a threat mm-hmm. if you read more of their stuff later on um i love the way they portray that villain in here and they nail spider-man 2099 as far as him being a leader but also being a great asshole in a way that you just that you're just shaking your head but i i love this i absolutely love this movie nice um drake what is your opinion on spider-man across the spider-verse well considering the fact that i am a big fan of into spider-verse it was one of my favorites 2018 my favorite Spider-Man movie and definitely in my top 100 of all time. This has some pretty big shoes to fill, but five years it took to get this movie out, but not only the fact that they were going to make this movie, but they were also going to do Beyond the Mm Spider-Verse, which and with all the other plans they have for the Spider-Verse series going forward, this had a lot to look for to to live up to from the marketing of the movie the trailers everything i was hearing what they were going to do i became very excited Mm -hmm. i did have my concerns because you because sometimes when it comes to making a sequel like this it could be quite disappointing but knowing sony animation and knowing that Phil Lord and Chris Miller and the creative team working on this movie. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of faith and having seen it, I have to say this is for me my favorite movie of the year so far. I don't get me wrong, there's been some movies that have made that list that I did enjoy. Mm-hmm. But this is this is the crowning jewel for me. Not only it takes everything that was done well in the first Spider Verse movie and expands upon it, but also brings a lot more new elements into it. And mm-hmm. there is a lot going on here as far as what they're setting up. They're setting up the third movie. They're setting up the Spider Woman movie. They're setting up a lot, some pretty big things to go down. But (laughs) the way they they handle it and the way this movie goes about it is very well done. They 
talk about uh, the what it means to be Spider-Man, the choices you have to make, the sacrifices you have to make. We see Miles having to struggle a little bit in terms of what he's going on with him. You also have Gwen having the struggle to what's going on with her. Then also all these different spider people, all these different universes. And also there's a bit of a spider war or a spider multiverse apocalypse that's going to be coming with those spies, who is usually a joke character. Mm -hmm. But here I felt like the way this movie just took all that. And for a movie that's mm -hmm. two hours, 20 minutes, it could be easy to just sidetrack a lot of stuff and sideline some new characters and some ideas. But with that two hour and 20 minute runtime, it justifies itself. Mm -hmm. I know some people are going to look at this and say it is a little slow in the middle. It is a little too long. And it's, it's important with the action, just like with the action scenes in this movie, which are very creative. It's important to have some quieter moments. It's important mm -hmm. to have Epstein's explanation. And I thought everything was done right here. And if they play their cards right with the third movie, and also with the future of the Spider-Verse, this can turn out to be one of the best comic book movie properties we've had in terms of the Spider-Man lore. I love the Maguire trilogy. That is mm -hmm. my favorite Spider-Man trilogy. I love the No Way Home trilogy, which I'm very excited to see Holland's Spider-Man 4 after this whole writer strike gets resolved. Not the biggest fan of the Amazing Spider-Man movies. The first <laughs> one is frustratingly disappointing. I don't mind the second one, but it has a lot of problems there. Interesting. The wow. Sony villain movies, the look. <laughs> Only so far. I mean, I mean, you get Venom and then uh, Venom uh, uh, Josh, uh, do you have any? You have any? Oh goddammit! No, you say it. No, no. I mean, I mean, what? What? Hunter, you didn't like Morbin time? Oh god, my head. My why is my head hurt? <laughs> you remember that episode of Family Matters when Carl gets that twitch because Steve's pissing off so bad? That's me with Morbius. I hear, <laughs> I hear that word. I'm just like, Morbin time. <laughs> How can you suck at two jobs as bad as Jared Leto does? Like, <laughs> it, 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 like it's amazing. Like, I know he got an Oscar, but... Hey, there's, hey, in Hollywood, and especially in the entertainment industry, you get away with a lot by being hot. Which, objectively... Eh. Yeah. Is, is he is he hot though? Like is he like because um, I don't know because I don't I don't have people like like I hear people go oh my god Gosling holy shit but I don't hear that about Jared Leto I hear more he seems like a douchebag why would I hang out with him like I I mean do you think like I mean he's in good shape you know and he's oh yeah he is absolutely he's like, good, shape, yeah. good shape and you know for you know for a lot of audiences that's basically like the bar. Uh, yeah, um, that's fair. I was going there, Marlon. So I'm good for you to stop by. But uh, Drake, you want to finish your point, and then I'll pass it on to Nick here. Yeah, I did. Yeah, as I said, I like the Raimi trilogy. I love the Homecoming trilogy. The amazing movies. I have a love hate confliction with the Venom verse stuff. The only ones I can find somewhat watchable are Venom and. To a certain extent, let there be carnage, but they 
are pretty frustrating when you don't have the character of Spider-Man in them. And I was not a big fan of Morbius. Jared Leto tried in that movie, but you could tell that was studio mandated. But with across the Spider-Verse, they brought it all home five years in five in five years now. And because they have to not only do this one, but they also did Beyond the Spider-Verse at once. But across the Spider-Verse I don't really have any issues with it. I mm-hmm. definitely enjoyed the story arc. I love the story, the relationship in between Miles and Gwen. Twenty nine nine though. <laughs> that man yep. is a bad motherfucker that has spent the last five years just stewing in whey protein and hatred over Miles Morales. Yeah, he yeah he's great in the movie, but. He, yeah, you. He's the minute he revealed his true intentions, I knew something was gonna happen. Oh yeah, but you just fucked up. Twenty nine nine. Yeah, but um, everything just an amazing. Won't gonna go down as one of the best animated films. Mm-hmm. Definitely one of the best sequels ever, and definitely one of the best Spider Man movies. And I can definitely see some Oscar love for this. Mm. All right. Well, Nick, what you got? Well, so, you know that feeling you get when you're so looking forward to a movie? It's like your anticipation is just so high. It No movie could possibly live up to whatever expectations you have. You know that feeling? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, with Across the Spider-Verse, that's not the case. This movie fucking rules. <laughs> um, it takes uh, it takes everything that was established in the first film. The ambition with its animation. The creative use of the multiverse. Because we had this conversation with uh, the MCU recently about how... In, as much as I've liked how they've used it so far, the multiverse there, it's more or less just used as a plot device or just used for a one-note joke. But with the Spider-Verse movies, they incorporate it so well and to use that as a tool to tell the story of Miles Morales' Spider-Man and to tell the story of uh, Miguel O'Hara and introduce all of these crazy, wild, different elements into it. And... I just commend them so much for that. And on top of what I've already said about how insane it is with its animation, the closest thing I can compare this to is something like who framed Roger rabbit, where you have so many characters with different style, different styles of animation, constantly changing uh, settings and backgrounds. Everything has this own unique look to it. In some scenes, the animation in the background is used as part of the storytelling. You have like, a more like anime looking world you have like a a traditional 2d animation you get a very fun scene that i'm not going to spoil spoil but it has a connection to phil lord and chris miller and uh one of my favorite ones that we got to visit was a gwen stacy's world which is almost like this watercolor world where where backgrounds and the use of the drips on it it's used as part of the emotional storytelling there are scenes where she's talking to her her father which we didn't get to see in the in the previous movie and it is astounding that the movie looks this good 
And just the fact that you're able to keep track of all of these styles and it never, in some sequences, it kind of borders on sensory overload, especially when they use like the little portals that they have to different universes. But beyond that, it, it all felt organic in the same, it all felt like it belonged in the same movie. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a terrific film. Yeah, I think we all can agree on that. Um, and it, yeah, like I said, I mean, coming into it, it's like, man, how are you going to do just as good a job as you did the first one? And, and they managed to pull it off. Um, <laughs> yeah, Lord, so. yeah, Lord and Miller looked at their creative team and just said, want to do it again? <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, to I think to Drake's point, um, he said something, I think it was actually maybe Hunter, um, who said that, you know, this being, you know, coming in, I think, I don't know how many people knew that this was going to be a two-part film um, coming into it. Um, do you feel like, and I mentioned this when Marley was also uh, here as well um, in the chat, and he brought up Fast X, and one of my big complaints about Fast X was like, mm-hmm. it didn't feel like a complete film. It felt like it's just mm-hmm. setting up for the other movies. Um, yeah. With this, with yeah, that, a two-parter, yeah, that's... do you feel like it, 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 it's a complete movie, or is it mm-hmm. just set up for the, the final film? I th- Get your thoughts on that. Personally, I think it is a complete movie. Yeah, it was- I, I, I think it is a complete film because it's telling Miles Morales' story. This is about a character that is leaving home for the first time and going out and experiencing the world and all of the great and all of the horrible things that come with it. And the, pretty much the entire uh, sequence with the Spider Society in the third act, in the second act, is really the third act of that story. It's Miles goes through a complete character arc throughout this film. It's just that you have this whole extra, like half of the third act that is set up for beyond the Spider-Verse. And I feel like a lot of people's opinions are going to, on this movie are going to change depending on when, how beyond turns out. Mm. And Um. it's not, it's not a case of like uh, last Jedi and rise of Skywalker because a, the same creative team, they're still on it, and so far they haven't proved us wrong yet. Mm. Yeah. Uh Hunter, let me get your opinion on that. Yeah, people are dumb. That that's what I have to say. <laughs> people people are goddamn like 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 I, I'm so overhearing this complaint. Like, yes, would you ideally want something to mm-hmm. go ahead and wrap up in the one movie then? Yeah. But there are like I didn't hear this shit about Harry Potter. I didn't hear this like like I didn't hear a goddamn person Whoa, go like uh, so 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 and I say and I say it from I say it for this reason. Even okay. for the people who weren't crazy about it, what I would always hear is, "Yeah, I wasn't crazy about it, but I know this is part one and two. Mm-hmm. That's why I would constantly hear. I would never have anyone leave that part off. So at that point, the movie's done its job. It set you up for what the back half is going to be. But I think for I I, um, I went and saw this with Alea, uh, my partner, and her sister came to town. So her sister hadn't seen part one. Um, So she goes into this, and as we were walking out, she went, I need to watch part one. I really (laughs) dug that. And so at that point, the movie's done its job. Mm -hmm. It makes you even want to go back and watch another film, and that's before you get to the film you need to watch after this. Mm -hmm. Then you've done your fucking job. And (laughs) and, and it's absolutely. Dude, what the hell do you think I did the second I got home from the theater? Yeah, like it's, it's, especially, especially when there's a character, when there's a beat about a certain character in the movie that's revealed during this that was in part one. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about. But, yeah, it's one of those things where, to, to date myself a little bit, I, I remember listening to old radio shows. It's like, will they cross? The, will they get across the bridge in time? Tune in tomorrow at 9 a.m. It's like, oh, fuck, I have to wait? It's like, like some of y'all are spoiled with the Netflix model. Where you get to know where shit goes, like, and you don't have to wait a week. Like, and I think that's part of it, honestly. I think that's I think that people are in that place where they're so used to getting that instant gratification and not having to wait to know what happens next. And 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 I will admit I fall into that at points where you know I'll wait till shows halfway through the season before I start it so I can actually, you know, watch it continuously. But that are you know that are you know just uh, wait until two entire seasons are done with a third one on the way and then like only watch like two episodes of it. I'm assuming that's a warrior reference. Um, yes, that, that is 100 yeah, okay. warrior reference. Yeah, yeah you're you. Um, but but, but, yeah. but yeah, so I I get people kind of complaining because I knew they would because people always do can't have anything good. Goddamn greedy. Anyway, <laughs> but. But I think it works great here. So that's all I'll say. Yeah. Uh, Drake, what do you think? Complete movie feels like, or just you feel like some of it is just set up for the next movie? Now, this is where I actually am going to actually defend this little criticism that a few people have been having. Because y'all didn't complain about this when The Matrix 2 and 3 were two part, when. Harry Potter was splitting two when Twilight was splitting the two when Divergent mm-hmm. was splitting the two, but didn't get to complete when the Hunger Games. No, I heard no one was complaining with Preach. other movies when it comes to being split into two parts and not getting the full revelation. But for some reason, there's going to be a few people. I have seen a few people say this that it doesn't feel like a complete movie, and this movie definitely does require you. To watch the first movie because if you don't watch the first movie you're gonna miss some things but to answer the question despite this being a part one i felt from beginning and middle and ends there was a completed movie it while it does set up for beyond the spider-verse and the future of the spider-verse saga beyond that movie which comes out in march can't wait for it. Most anticipated of 2024. Um, despite the fact that it does have a lot going on, despite the fact that this is setting up things for the future, like the third movie and, of course, some of the solo mo- spinoff movies like Sp- a potential Spider-Ham movie and the Spider-Woman movie, as a self-contained standalone sequel to Into the Spider-Verse, for me, it feels complete. And I know there's going to be some people who say, oh, come on, you're going to make us wait for this. Yes, it does cut <laughs> off at the end, but it didn't make me upset. Because usually with cliffhangers, I can be pretty upset. Except for Harry Potter and Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. The only one I've really been pretty pissed off was with Avengers Infinity War. Because I did not like that that end. I did not. Oh, oh see, I love that. I love that. I, made you... I hated that. End. Oh, I love I, that. I, it made I, people... I hated it. I, I hated love that. It. it made people. I love that. It made people angry, and you have to wait a year. Like, because I left that theater pissed off, and I was like, I yeah, I left that theater. I left that theater mad, and I felt so excited for Endgame. Not the movie. Not the movie that made me mad. It was just the ending that pissed me off. But 
it got fits in the end game. So we, yeah. so I'm, at, so I'm at peace with it. But when it comes to across the Spider Verse, as I feel like this is a completed movie. I don't really mm-hmm. understand the that argument. I understand mm-hmm. some people gonna walk away frustrated, but what did you expect? And also, not to mention, it doesn't help that they took the part one and part two off the title cards. Yeah, I, but yeah, I feel. I of marketing, but I understand you. You don't. You want to establish yourself from other yeah. Two parts. Yeah, and I think they actually did a study on this uh, a while ago. They found that uh, you know, besides uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, when you added a part one, it eventually led to like a diminished box office. Mm. I think there was an actual study. I I don't know if there was, but I think I vaguely remember reading that somewhere. Yeah, which. Um. Yeah. Oh, oh, you were about to say something? Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say, I what it, what movie in a franchise is a one off? Is a one off at this point? You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like they don't stop with just one of these anymore. <laughs> like, like so. Uh, at, true, rarely, rarely. True, but even the even the movies that we know, yeah, eventually we're gonna get a sequel to this. It still yeah, feels absolutely. like it still feels like a complete three act story through it. Yeah, and I can kind of see it. I can kind of see how a general audience would get mad at uh, at across Spider Verse because the way it ends. But to me, because this movie spends much more time with other characters, like you could argue that this movie is just as much about Gwen Stacy as it is. Uh, oh, Miles Morales. and yeah. oh, this definitely. is it's as much her character arc. For for uh, this film, that it, and it is uh, Miles. Yeah. So so I feel like the second Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> I remember leaving the theater going, "What the fuck?" Like way <laughs> more than I did with this because I don't even like. I just remember that ending going. Um, like it felt like it didn't know where it wanted to end. Mm-hmm. This at least feels like it knows exactly where it needs to end to set up. The, the the third film like that bothers me way more when it feels mm-hmm. like a movie just cuts off because it has to cut off. Mm-hmm. Uh, here it felt like very it felt very uh, intentional mm-hmm. as far mm-hmm. as where it leads. Yeah, it's so, very yeah, this yeah this felt more like an intentional like Empire Strikes Back kind of ending. Yeah, than a lot of than a lot of these uh, movies that that just cut off for the sake of extending profit, like a. Uh, Hunter, you and I have talked about uh, Twilight in that sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so speaking about Spider Gwen, um, you know, moving away a little bit from Miles Morales and just the other Spider people um, mm-hmm. in this movie, you have some new additions. Um, Spider Gwen is a returning character that we saw in the first movie, mm-hmm. um, along with Peter B. Parker. What's up, Peter Snyfell? What's up, girl? <laughs> <laughs> um, just hey, wondering about Filipino. What? Uh... Uh, just wonder what are you guys' opinions on the newer Spider-Man that we see, like Spider-Punk, who's, who's voiced by Daniel <laughs> Blue in this, who seems like he's the standout. Seems like he's still in the show. He's the big standout for a lot of people here. Um, so his great. whole his whole aesthetic is a uh, London '60s punk rocker. Mm-hmm. Um, he comes from a universe where Norman uh, Osborn is like ruling like this fascist dictator there, mm-hmm. and he you know uses anarchy <laughs> to you know fight back against the system there. So you have that. Um, who's uh, Hobie? That's uh, the character's name. Uh, then you also have uh, the Spider-Man who's from India, who's mm-hmm. in here as well, who's a new Spider-Man that you see, yeah, uh, uh, along uh, with Miguel O'Hara. Yeah, I think, yeah I think it's pronounced uh, Pavit Prahapkar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 
Yeah. What do you guys think about the newer Spider-Man, uh, like the Spider-Man from India, and like uh, also um, Spider-Punk? I'm gonna go uh, Nick. Well, first off with Spider-Punk. So a huge reason that there's been such a long delay between uh, Into and Across the Spider-Verse was they had to spend so much time just getting Spider-Punk's animation down because he, he very true to like that 60s punk rock aesthetic. He is constantly changing his like color palette, his appearance. It's like every appendage of him is animated at a different frame rate. And it's kind of incredible to see. And you never really lose focus on that. On top of that, I feel like a lot of people forget that Daniel Kaluuya is British because he's one of those actors that just does an American accent so well. And his performance yeah, was an absolute... Yeah, and he was an absolute delight every time uh, every time uh, Spider-Punk was on scene, especially... Especially because I saw the movie again today and then noticing all of his little ticks, especially with Miles. Mm. Um, quite, real quick question before I pass it around about mm. the other different spider people. Did any of you, because there's been some complaints about mm. the audio in the movie, did any of you have trouble hearing the movie, hearing any dialogue? There's been some complaints that some people have trouble hearing. There was this, there was like one scene where audio seemed a little low, and I saw it in IMAX too. Mm. Um, but outside I think, that one scene, nah. I, I think uh, because uh, I, I saw it in uh, Dolby and I saw it in IMAX. And when I saw it in IMAX, the initial opening monologue from Gwen Stacy, that felt a little bit low compared to when I saw it in Dolby the, the, like two days before. But beyond yeah. that, I've, every dialogue from all of our like major players, I could hear it perfectly fine. Yeah. Any issues, Drake, with you? Any uh, audio issues that you have with Spider-Man or no? No, no, of course not. I I can hear the movie just fine. I can understand where some people are coming from, but I it didn't really it didn't really bother me. I could hear the movie <laughs> just fine. Yeah, it. Yeah, this isn't like a tenant situation where there's like whole stretches of the film where you can't hear shit. <laughs> Well, yeah, because this is a good, good movie. So it's, not, it's not a dead situation here. Uh, uh, Drake was a good movie. I like it. Uh, what's your opinion on the <laughs> spider people, like Spider-Punk and then Spider-Man from India? What's your, kind of your opinion? My opinion on each of the spider people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of the new ones, yeah. Okay, when it comes to the new, new spider people, Daniel Kaluuya, Oscar winner... He's been one, one for Judas and the Black Messiah, which is a very good movie you guys should mm-hmm. check out. Get Out, fantastic film. But Daniel Kaluuya, it was I, it, it was nice hearing him use his regular accent because usually he always talks American or Wakandan like. But Spider Punk, I love his his little I creativity they did with him his animation design and i can see why it took them three two to three years in between both movies to make sure that they got it right Mm -hmm. and i just like his whole aesthetic i thought he was really fun i also my for me one of the big standouts here probably the standout is jessica drew Mm -hmm. aka oh 
Thank which you. I know a lot of people before this movie came out, there were some people going online, especially Twitter, saying, oh, they made Spider-Woman woman black. She's American, or she's usually American or British. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> Can y'all just wait this movie comes out before you make no, that's not how the internet works. That's, yeah, dude, dude, that's not how these that's not how these little cucks work. They see black, they see black and female, and then ah, yeah. If it's black, throw it back. That's the internet's model. They did the same shit when back of the bus. When Sasha Calle was cast as Supergirl, I'm like, y'all, y'all need to just wait for the movie. But yeah. She was a standout because one, she is kind of important to what's gonna come with the Spider Woman movie since that's gonna be three different generations of Spider Woman. But also, I really admired the fact that not only they made her character kind of pertinent, which is unexpected, mm -hmm. but also she's still pretty much a badass and she had some very great moments with Haley Steinfeld and. If their banter is anything like this in the next movie, and when it comes to the Spider Woman movie, I think we'll be in for a real treat with Haley and uh, Issa. Yeah. Haley and di did have fun playing uh, off of Issa Rae. Also, despite he was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. He is kind of important. I do feel like they don't do a whole lot with yeah, him the, in the movie. Yeah, this. But I think they're going to save that for the third movie, which we do know what his intention is. If you've seen the movie in which he wants to basically kill Miles' dad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When yeah, I, this, that, I was like, oh my yeah, God, are we really going to do this right now? Yeah, Miles is trying to keep people alive. Also, I definitely enjoyed Indian Spider-Man, Karan Sony, the taxi driver from Deadpool 3. <laughs> yeah, 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 the taxi. Yeah, he's dope in Deadpool, and he's kind of been one of our uh, like comedy film mainstays, and he's a great stand-up himself. And I he has some. He has. I really think his acting in. He has really some of my. He has some of my favorite lines in the movie, like when he's doing his whole character intro and talking about the whole like chai tea. It's like you're saying, <laughs> I love and that. and his little bit of like, especially growing up in India, because I've been to the Philippines before. It's like here's where the traffic is. Here's where the traffic is. Here's where the traffic is, and here's where the British stole all of our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I thought those new Spider people were pretty great. I I know we're gonna get to the returning players, of course, but I want to show some love to them. And I think each of them played their part very well. And that's not even half of the Spider people. I'm pretty sure there's gonna be more oh. in the third, third movie because Scott oh, says <laughs> that there's gonna be more, and I can't oh. wait. To who they yeah. bring back and who they bring in. <laughs> oh, but, I wouldn't be surprised if we hear the news. It's like a Easter egg YouTuber dies of aneurysm trying to find all of the Easter eggs in across the Spider Verse. There's so many. <laughs> there's so, so many. God damn it. So many references to Spider-Man so, movies. Yeah, so, so many, many references. People, which yeah, so was, when so, I, I when you watch the trailers, is like. Okay, just just a couple. But no, when you watch the movie, there's like, 
I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, <laughs> when like, yeah, it's like, wait, you got, like, yeah, oh like, my god. Yeah, it's Did like, how many spider people is in the multiverse? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, it's like, whoa, you got him in there? You got him in there? You gave him dialogue? Yeah, so many. PS4 Spider-Man, Julia Carpenter Spider-Woman, oh, Japanese oh, Spider-Man, um, Spider-Bitch. Oh, and is, you I'm not kidding <laughs> you, that is one of the female spider characters in this called Spider-Bitch, which I was oh, like, and, they really did that. Oh, and you also have to put some respect on the goat because, you know, the movie did as yeah. well. Spectacular, spectacular Spider-Man! Even when you have live action stuff like the venom movies or toby mcguire and tom holland and andrew garfield which yeah, i would not be surprised if they do kind of make a voice cameo in the in the third movie i would not be surprised yeah but uh new spider actors fantastic i love them each in every way they definitely are just as great as spider-man noir Penny Parker mm -hmm. and Spider Ham, which you do see before the credits mm -hmm. roll. You do see Spider Ham and a little bit of Penny Parker <laughs> and a little bit of Spider Man Noir. I mean, of course, yeah. it's like Miles is their guy. They know him. Yeah, and they're, they're uh, gonna help. They're gonna help him get out of his situation. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, we'll Drake makes a good point. Yeah, it's a, that's a good uh, jumping off point to get into spoils. But I want to get uh, mm -hmm. Hunter your opinion on a lot of the newer characters uh, in this movie that you see. Yeah, uh, Spider Punk rules. He's he's played perfectly. His animation is so unique. Mm -hmm. uh, the way they animate him, it's 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 such a joy to see all these different types yeah, of animation it, in this movie. It's it, it, it's so cool. Yeah, it it's like Into the Spider Verse already basically changed the game with animation in Hollywood. It's like yeah. after that movie came out, you started seeing more stuff like Arcane, stuff like uh, Mitchell's versus the Machine, even to a certain extent, Puss in Boots. Uh, the last, oh yeah, Witch. that's a long fun conversation. Yeah, and 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 um, oh gosh, what else? Uh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine. He's played perfectly here because he he can be such a fucking asshole if you read him <laughs> in the comics. You're just like, dude, like why? Yeah, he, why do you push everyone yeah, away? He, he was created during a very like edge lord heavy time of the nineties. Yes, uh, absolutely. <laughs> which, which brings to one of my other favorite little uh, spider cameos, which is a uh, Ben Riley, who's the Scarlet Spider, who's voiced by Andy Samberg. <laughs> that made that me was so unexpected happy. when I heard that. That that when made me really happy. Heard like, also, oh, let him cook. Because <laughs> I did forget to mention him. 299, despite the fact that I really hated him by the end of this movie. Because when oh, he yeah. started out, mm -hmm. I, I I was like, you're gonna be a good guy. You're gonna help, you're gonna help out. It's, but it's as that the movie went on and we start to get more complex with him and they start to reveal what yeah, he's really yeah, trying and, to do. Yeah, and and, and Drake and Drake, I, and Drake I, I know what you're going for, but I feel like we should wait until we get to spoilers. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll get uh, that. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the new Spider people are really well played. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, I guess before, I'm going to let um, Nick give your rating and I'm going to let Hunter give his rating for it. Um, so what will be your, your rating for it before we Oof. fully dive Oof, My rating, and I try to like be very picky about when I give this rating out, but just the absolute awe I felt at 
the balls that these animators had in incorporating all of these different styles, using it to tell the using it to tell emotion for visual and emotional storytelling, like the entire like opening sequence with Gwen Stacy, because this is just as much her movie as it is Miles Morales's set to that incredible song, uh, self love, which is uh, Metro booming. And uh, I can't remember the singer on it uh, off the top of my head, but it's just so beautifully told. And there's like flashes and reflection where one minute she's like Gwen, in her like street clothes and then she's spider woman it's so good yeah it's like i didn't come to this movie expecting to cry like five minutes in (laughs) yeah Yeah. and just being that getting getting into all of the emotional storytelling with uh with miles and his pair in his parents and the drama there getting to the eventual uh, the eventual spider society taking a joke character like the spot and going into like this lovecrafty and cosmic horrifying levels with him setting him up to be the big bad in the next movie it's beautiful it's like it's like i felt envious walking out of theaters like how could you be this good how I cannot give this movie anything but this is cinema. I was in awe watching every single frame of this movie. The only thought in my head when I walked out of the theater, I got to see this motherfucker again and again and again and again and again. And I'm buying that motherfucking 4K and I am wearing that the fuck out. Hell yeah. Hunter, rate it. Yeah, so um, I can't remember what I gave Multiverse of Madness. I think I gave it like a low this is cinema, maybe? That sounds Damn, right. I think gave it a tune in. Did, did I? Yeah, I, feel, I, I think you gave it a tune in. I, I, I'd be curious I don't, to, to I don't, remember that. I don't, I don't remember you giving a movie this is cinema on our show. I, I know I've given a couple. I, I, I don't know. But anyways, um. I really love the use of the multiverse net. That's a really good <laughs> use of it. This is a great use of it. Um, they they even um, show. Um, okay, well we're not in spoilers yet, but they they show a couple things as far as like what affects someone who decides who ends up becoming <laughs> a spider person. And you go, it's really impressive. You're tying all the stuff in. Mm-hmm. Um, if if. I, like it, it's really well done as far as how they kind of bring some things together that you wouldn't expect. Um, we'll talk about that more in the spoilers, but I love where this ends off. I absolutely love where this ends off. I uh, love Oscar Isaac, he does an incredible job as a Spider Man I mean, 2099 here. I mean, he's also daddy. I mean, that that too, yeah. Um, he wants <laughs> he wants he wants Pedro in the sequel. I'm sure they can <laughs> find a role for him, so yeah. Um, uh, sometimes all you need is a voice, anyway. But I digress. <laughs> um, but, 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 but I can't wait to see this again. I saw this in IMAX, and see this in IMAX if you get a chance. Mm-hmm. Like it is yeah. well worth. Like yeah, I- IMAX or Dolby or uh, any of those like premium theater formats. Yeah, because mm. yeah, because it, it just oh my god, it was perfect. Like we were in the perfect spot too. We were around the floor. But like not low. It was oh man, loved it. 
so yeah, this is a, this is cinema. I I love this movie so much. It's my favorite film of the year. Um, I, I honestly, yeah. The, first, yeah. First thing I thought when I walked out of the theater is like, "Fuck!" Now I got to rewrite my entire best of the year list again. That was my that was my first thought. My second thought was, "Man, the Flash has a hell of a climb." <laughs> like, considering this is out in, that's out in a couple weeks, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Cause, cause they're saying greatest superhero film ever. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if you're gonna be even as good as this. So, which is already in the conversation for me. Bitch, please, a cartoon motherfucker already took that crown, and guess what? He didn't assault anybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, I so I love the MCU Spider-Man's. It's one of my favorite trilogies. Uh, Into the Spider-Verse was my favorite Spider-Man film. This is not my favorite Spider-Man film. Like, I, I love this movie so, so much. And I can't wait to see it again. Um, before I pass the drink, real quick, uh, give my uh, give my rating again for it. Um, so, yeah, love this movie. That was amazing. I think I need to see it again um, a second time in order to say if it's maybe better than the first one. I don't know. It's pretty tough. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like all the people here have been mentioning, uh, great voice performances, uh, great animation here again, amazing animation. All the different, various different styles that they have here, um, like with like with Spider Punk, or like when they're in like Gwen Stacy when she's in her universe, and this oil kind of uh, painting kind of look at years, and the more it kind of gets continuously kind of uh, more washed out, as you know, the sadder yeah, she becomes. It, yeah, I, it, I, I loved all that stuff. Yeah, it's using visuals to tell story, which is a beautiful thing about animation, and something that I think we talked about when we uh, reviewed The Little Mermaid. Yeah, um, so I, I absolutely uh, love that and everything that's going on with her. Um, and then the emotional moments really hit. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry, who's his father, who was his father, Jefferson Davis. Uh, you also have, uh, what's that actress's name who plays Luna Lauren uh, Velez. Yeah, Luna Lauren Velez, who was uh, Maria LaGuerta on Dexter. Thank you. Uh, thank you there, Drake. Thank you there, Nick. Um, they do really great. Um, a lot of their emotional moments with him. Um, that, that really work. And, and a lot of the most of the when she's talking to her father, really works. Um, again, those, I mean, because a, a lot of the movie really, I mean, these are grounds that have been tread before mm-hmm. in superhero stuff, especially in the Spider-Man story about, mm-hmm. you know, sacrifice and the, the call to duty and, you know, what would you do and be, being a hero and all that, things like that. Um, yeah, and here, yeah, and balancing what you want versus what you need to do, which is which is common ground not just for you know Spider-Man movies, but superhero and comic book movies in general. Yeah. But it's and all about is, how you execute. Yeah, and this executes it perfectly, um, I think, and, and incredibly well. And it just goes to show because I said this in Friday as well during the review of like you know like Spider-Man. In order for the universe to be good, your life has to suck. <laughs> Like you have to, you have to really suffer. Yeah. It was like, uh, it was like the entire time with uh, Spider-Man India. I was like, oh, kid. Yeah, you know, it's going too well. <laughs> it reminded me of a uh, freaking uh, uh, Uncle Ruckus's dad from the Boondocks. <laughs> it does. Because that's the way it is, man. It's kind of like um, if you're dating Matt Murdock. Like you should, just be looking, <laughs> you should just be looking around the corner for Bullseye. Like no matter where you go, or Jonathan Majors, allegedly. I, yeah, allegedly, allegedly. Um. Yeah. So I would give it right now. I'd give it a peak. Uh, that's our new rating that we have. Peak Cinema right now, bordering on this is Cinema. 
um, that we have there. But I'm going to see it again, and I'm, I'll probably I'll probably upgrade, uh, bump up the rating. But uh, that's kind of my thoughts on it. Drake, uh, give a quick uh, final thoughts there, rating, and then we're going to go into spoilers. Okay, so spoiler free. This gave me everything I wanted and more. It not only exceeded my expectations, but it also surpassed them. I love the voice acting, love the direction. I love the ambition that they take. I like the way this movie to have some very important themes about the choice, choices, sacrifices, the consequences of the multiverse, the it, the emotional weight. Were I cried? I was happy. I was sad. I was angry. I was frustrated. This movie took me on a whirlwind of emotion. Some great heartfelt moments, especially the scene you saw in the trailer with Luna, Laura, Velez, and Shamik Moore, which I think that is my favorite moment yeah. of the move the movie. Yeah, with it's that it, conversation. Yeah, it's um, yeah, we the way about- they handle the Miles and the Gwen relationship that we've they they built up in the first movie is earned here. I really think everyone, the voice acting is great, but definitely the most valuable players of this movie for me are Shamik Moore and Haley Steinfeld, mm-hmm. which they should definitely be in conversation for best voice acting actor and actors wise because they brought a, a lot of it. And I have no issues with it. The way this movie ends, I... Okay. I definitely call this movie is ambitious and it always shows when it comes to superhero movies but also movies in general if you're willing to take some ambition and take some risk and also by also being a good movie mm-hmm. people will earn people will see it mm-hmm. and execution is everything you can have mm-hmm. a great idea if you you can have a great idea on paper but if you don't execute mm-hmm. it right you ain't got nothing. And for me, this is my favorite movie of the year. It's definitely in my favorite Spider-Man movies. It doesn't... It, it's just as great as Spider-Verse, but it's not my number one because I mm-hmm. do love Into Spider-Verse. But I think this is just as great as Spider-Verse. And definitely my favorite film of the year. Can't wait to see this movie again. Can't wait till it hits on Blu-ray or DVD or 4K. Can't wait to watch all the Spider-Verse movies once we get the full picture. Mm-hmm. See how it's going to go. This is definitely cinema. This mm-hmm. is cinema. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going that high. I have no complaints. Yeah, and some something that I love, especially with that scene that you were talking about earlier with uh, uh, Luna Lauren Velez and uh, Shamik Moore, and we talk about a director's footprints in a lot of films, and I feel like that was the moment I realized, yeah, this is a Kent Powers thing. Yeah, you can definitely tell because he made you feel emotion, especially with Soul, which I definitely really mm-hmm. like. Soul. Oh, Soul was my favorite movie of 2020. Love Soul. Yeah. yeah. So that is our ratings for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Um, so we are going to be doing a spoiler talk right here. Spoiler talk, spoiler talk, spoiler talk. Uh, there, all mm-hmm. the things there. Um, all the little details, a little bit that we mm-hmm. want to expound upon uh, that we couldn't in the non-spoiler review. 
Um, so yeah, um, I don't know if it was the same uh, with your audiences. But I want to get your guys uh, mm-hmm. uh, what your theater was like. Um, my theater, even though there were some big cameos in it that people were mm-hmm. like, oh, it's that person. There wasn't really anybody. It wasn't like No Way Home where that mm-hmm. theater experience was more raucous and people really cheering and, and, and clapping and everything like that when certain cameos came on, like Daredevil, Matt Murdock, No Way mm-hmm. Home. Um, so one big cameo that you kind of see here is Donald Glover. I think that for me, <laughs> that's my audience. I got the biggest pop. Mm-hmm. He came in and he was the prowler, mm-hmm. um, live action prowler too. Not even animated, but live action <laughs> um, there. So you had him amongst there. Um, what was some of the biggest reactions in you guys' theater and what was the theater experience like uh, there? Well, for me, my theater experience was, it was fine, except there was like a two-year-old that was like constantly waking up and fussing behind in the seat behind me, which, you know, that's always going to, you know, dampen an experience. But shockingly, the biggest reaction came uh, at the ending, at the ending, when it was uh, leaving on that cliffhanger. It was like a lot of groans, a lot of audible. It was like, I, I'd spent two and a half hours and I got to wait another year, which going back to what you were saying earlier, Hunter, about that like need for instant gratification. It was like, motherfucker, you just watched yeah. two and a, a two and a half hour masterpiece. Let them cook. Seriously, you'll be fine. <laughs> Uh, but um, but uh, the biggest reaction was uh, kind of the inclusion of uh, Andrew Garfield's because they're talking about like the canon events about how a police captain close to Spider-Man dies in every single every single iteration of the character. And the movie focuses on Andrew Garfield holding George Stacy's body. And during that scene, I was like pleasantly happy to see. Uh, well, not happy but <laughs> to see a spectacular spider-man included in that and getting to hear josh keaton voice the character once again mm. yeah um yeah. um before well, I, pass on- I, I was oh. bittersweet on that moment because part of me is like yay we get to hear more of josh keaton as spectacular spider-man and the other part of me was why would you show me that if i can't have it right. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah um it's that you know, this movie kind of shows, like, you know, once you're Spider-Man, it's kind of like <laughs> a big family. You know, you're always going to be Spider-Man, and you're always going to kind of be included in that. Uh, it's pretty nice. It's kind of um, kind of strange how this is the better movie about family than the actual <laughs> family. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, Hunter, what was kind of the big pop for you in your theater? And uh, theater-wise, what was that kind of experience for you like? And what was a big cameo that you enjoyed here? Yeah, so I'm gonna get to this audit. This uh, uh, so I saw this at like two in the afternoon, mm-hmm. uh, which was great because it wasn't a ton of people. It was like forty people, um, maybe thirty. It might even been thirty. Um, but you know, it's two in the fucking afternoon. No one's mm-hmm. in the theater, and I want to shout out this couple real quick. Who one of the guys? They both looked sketchy as hell. Like you go to the theater enough, you're able to pick people out. Just kind of know, like eh, I'm gonna probably sit away from you. Um, but this asshole, this son of a bitch goes out the side door at this really intense moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's when uh, Miguel start first initially starts chasing Miles. So he mm-hmm. goes out the side door and leaves the door open. So sunlight is coming into the theater. Oh, that prick. So a lady gets up and closes oh, the door. I, ho- I hope that motherfucker gets chlamydia. <laughs> right? And so then... <laughs> So this lady gets up, closes the door, uh, or uh, and then his his partner gets up five minutes later, 
goes out the same side door and leaves the door open again. And so my angry black ass gets up uh, and I go up and close the door while I'm talking to myself because I'm fucking pissed off that I'm having to get up from my seat. Um, it's the only time I've ever had a, an audience of people cheer for me. Um, so, thank you. So, so thank you for that. But y'all, theater etiquette. Don't be an asshole. Like, if you need to leave, go off the front. It's not hard. God damn yeah. it. Um, anyways, getting that bitch out of the way. Um, yeah. yeah, dude, I get anxiety when I need to take a piss during a movie. Because <laughs> I usually like, get, like, a middle seat, and I'm like, sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Yeah, that, that's why I <laughs> usually try to sit as far away from people as possible. But, um, but the biggest pop we probably got was the ending. Like, mm-hmm. as people, I think, kind of realized that we were getting near the end, people kind of start going like, oh shit, oh shit, what's going to happen? Um, the the reveal of Evil Miles went over like... Because like, I was sitting there waiting so for good. I was, like, I was like, yeah, and I think it's going to... It's such a good reveal. And even uh, something I love with uh, with being able to rewatch movies, seeing all the little details, especially in, uh, in Evil Miles' room. It's like, oh they're yeah. setting it up so well it's like even the clothes he has lying around is in the same color palette you can see like designs of the gauntlets in the background of it it's yeah, so good it, it was it was horribly well done but that probably got the biggest pop and then uh don glover is the prowler that's that was the other like oh shit like i marked the fuck out for that i was like oh fuck <laughs> okay and the, the since we're in spoiler talk anyway the way that they even show the different branches, that's straight out of Loki. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, are y'all are, like, are giddy. y'all trying to backdoor in my live action miles? Cause, <laughs> cause Nick, we talked about this a couple years ago. I'm like, mm-hmm. if you're going to do that, this is kind of the way to do it. Just like, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, miles, there's another version of them that happens to be in live action. And then you can just go like, it feels like that. That's way more of a possibility than I even thought a year ago. I mean, like, I mean, I mean, that's basically the setup for the Insomniac Miles Morales. Yeah. So, so it, it's really interesting how they how they did that. But um, I would not be surprised if this next movie's two hours forty. I think there's. <laughs> I, think there's I think there's easily like the, a world shit, where there, <laughs> shit. This is the only time you'll ever hear me say that, but. Make it three hours. I I, I don't I'd give a shit. I, I'm more than okay with that, especially if it is as even close to as well paced as uh, Across the Spider Verse was. We didn't talk about this in our initial review, but this is some of the fastest two hours twenty minutes I've watched ever. Like it flew by. Like we got out and I looked at my phone. Like that was like two hours twenty minutes. I was like holy shit, that did not. Yeah, and feel yeah, and kind of yeah, and I feel like it it uh. Across the Spider-Verse kind of has the same benefits of a film like John Wick Chapter 4, with yeah. every single uh, set piece, every single setting in this has such a distinct look, it has such a distinct little flavor to it, that it uh, <clears throat> that it keeps you engaged even as long as the movie it is. It's like, even in uh, Nueva York, which is a uh, uh, Spider-Man 2099's universe, there's so many different flavors to it. Like, you have the, like, tech utopia, then you have, like, the more Blade Runner-esque underground of the city, and then you have the rails. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, Drake, how was your theory experience? What was the big pop in your theater? What cameo did you enjoy the best? And Spider-Man across the spider 
The experience that I had was absolutely exhilarating. The reactions were very positive. They were very strong. And also, the the biggest reactions from people were seeing the different cameos, the shocks of 299, mm-hmm. and the ending got a big reaction, which there were some people who were upset, but some people Mm -hmm. was like, bring it on. Bring on the next one. And I don't know if that will absolutely go three hours because this is an animated movie for kids. Mm -hmm. So, beyond the Spider-Verse, if you can make it like like at least two hours and some odd minutes, like two hours thirty or thirty seven or but if they can make it as fast paced mm-hmm. with the same runtime as this or maybe a little bit longer, then I'm not gonna feel anything. But the cameos I really enjoyed the most were seeing the live action actors make the cam with a ca- mm-hmm. certain canon cameo. Mm-hmm. I definitely enjoyed S- Scarlet Spider, the AI Spider, the evil Miles at the end, which I was like, they took this into some dark places. Also, some of the other cameos, like Spider Animals, Spider Cat, Spider Rex. <laughs> Spider-Rex was awesome. I was so happy. <laughs> and, and, and of course, uh, the Web Slinger. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. Penny Parker, Spider-Ham, Spider-Man Noir at the end before the movie concludes where Gwen puts together her own team of Spider-People to go get Miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also, and that, yeah, and that Spider-Team is, uh, <clears throat> is uh, Spider-Man India, which we saw earlier in the film. Of course, uh, of course, Hobie Brown was going to be a part of that. And of course, the returning members from the last movie, like uh, Penny Parker, yeah. Spider-Ham, and uh, Spider-Man Noir. And of course, we also have uh, never, Spider- Never a bad time for Spider-Ham. I would definitely oh, like yeah. Uh, the character kind of hits different after John Mulaney's new special. Mm, that, yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that is true. Yeah, and, 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 and of course the newest one, which is a uh, uh, Margot Cass Spider Bite, who's voiced by Amanda Stenberg. Yeah, Spider Bite. It was the AI yeah, stuff. Which Spider Ham? If he gets some more funny stuff like he did in the first movie, then I'm on board. Also. Loved the female Spider Woman that they had with cameos like Julia Carpenter, Spider Woman, mm-hmm. also Spider Bitch, obviously. Which um, that's another one. So many different Spider people in in this. It's too many. It's a name. I'm like, what's <laughs> next? The MCU, the Raimi Spider Man, the Web Spider Man, the MCU Spider Man animation. What what are we going with this? I'm like, it's too many to catch up. Also, maybe Cindy Moon. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I just felt exhil- it just felt exhilarating. Yeah. Even when it got to the end, I was not I was not angry. Like I I I want to see where they're gonna take us in March. Yeah. They, they, uh, had, they had Japanese Spider Man from the seventy eight. Yeah. Like, like, oh that, yeah. That was such a yeah. really. <laughs> I almost like you're doing this, yeah. 
Give him dialogue yeah, next movie and let Hiroyuki Sonata voice him. Yeah. Do yeah. Uh-huh. you hate money? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, like everybody's been mentioned, like Drake's mentioned, Hunter's mentioned, Nick's mentioned. Yeah, a lot of big cameos in here. You have the spectacular Spider-Man can who actually gets dialogue. The goat, the goat Spider-Man. Uh, Josh Keaton. You also have the Insomniac Spider-Man, who's in, who also gets dialogue in this. That was another good one there. Um, yeah, so you have a lot of those kind of big cameos, and I think. <laughs> oh, you have a oh, you have a shocking one, which I'm on the uh, the Wikipedia page. You have Michael Rianda, who was uh, uh, the director and star. He was uh, the little brother in Mitchell's versus the Machines. He was Spider Therapist. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, nice. that. That scene was very funny too. Yeah, that joke. And then I looked at Uncle Ben. And let me guess. When they're all sixty miles. That was awesome, but it also gave me a lot of anxiety because I was like scared from us. I'm like, <laughs> that was a great action scene. The chase sequence with all those different reasons like running away, so which good. was um and then there was the of course that Spider-Man pointed me where Miguel Harris says, you know, get Spider-Man and then I mean, he should have just said, you know, get the black one. I mean, come on. So like, Sorry, too black. He just said, get the black one. I mean, come on. I'm I didn't want to say I mean, that. I mean, they didn't want to, like, be that up. They didn't want to be that upfront with a lot of the commentary that I think they were going for in this movie. Because I feel like so much of uh, of Miguel O'Hara's, like, hatred of Miles, I feel like it's a commentary on this whole... Like oh, it's so race, it, It's a commentary on the whole racist fucking troll movement about how you know it's racist refusing to call miles morales spider-man it's like you're making spider-man woke by casting by having a black character a black uh kid be spider-man it's commentary on so much of that exactly that's the point that this movie and the previous movie made i'm saying that it's also making a commentary on those assholes yeah oh yeah yeah Yeah. It, 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 it absolutely is but what it's like because, wow, they wow, they got the Spider-Man Lotus Spider-Man in here. The movie <laughs> even kind of stops for a second and kind of almost like turns and look at looks at the screen at you, go like, you know who we're talking about. Like if you're if you're sitting here going, why isn't this Peter Parker? Then you're then you're who we're talking to. <laughs> like take that feeling and feel bad about it. But honestly, I I appreciate the fact that they actually wanted to make that sort of com- commentary mm-hmm. they oh, keep in touch with the first movie anyone can wear the mask and all of the that meme of all of the spider people pointing at each other that that's just something that's not going to get old for me it, it's, it's it's fun it's not it, it's only going to get old if it stops being funny yeah um so it's uh drake mission so some of the plot points so uh, the big kind of revelation in this movie that happens is you discover that uh, Miles Morales was kind of one of the first big anomalies that happened. Mm-hmm. He was never supposed to be Spider-Man. Um, the spider that bit him is from another dimension uh, that came. So, you know, the P- Peter Parker of his world was never supposed to die. And, you know, the other spider is supposed to go to the other Mar- Miles Morales in the other unit, the Earth-42 that we see at the end of the movie with evil Miles Morales. But he's mm-hmm. the prowler. Um, yeah, and I'm... And oh. yeah, and going back, seeing like the initial scene where uh, <clears throat> Miles' Spider-Man first meets him, and when they have the whole spider spider sense scene, the color palette is initially green and purple. It's the Prowler colors. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It's like I, um, that's a very good touch. Yeah, it's like I saw that on Twitter. I was like, oh, was like, what? let them cook. <laughs> when yeah. we got 
to that reveal. That was so good. Oh, I was like, they're absolutely going to, yeah. to see I'm, that. The fact that they actually have the balls to get Mahershala Ali back in this, I was yeah. surprised. It's just you guys, and well, that Blades, Blades not shooting right now. So. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> that revelation. I mean, he's got time. Was, yeah. That revelation when we find out Miles was never supposed to be Spider-Man, I was heartbroken because Miles, you like him as. Spider-Man, not only just with the great writing and directing, but also with the presence and also Shamik Moore's amazing, almost Oscar Oscar worthy performance mm-hmm. between him and Haley Steinfeld. But you like Miles for this, and even you in Miles' shoes is like, what do you mean? And then when everyone is telling him how his story is supposed to go, I'm like, this is heartbreaking, but I definitely appreciate the fact that they actually had the ambition to go there. Mm -hmm. That's what I love about animation. Don't get me wrong, live action, you you can take some risks, but the fact that this movie was actually able to go there, go the extra mile in that reveal, that just... Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. Um, and I love that that scene when he gets revealed as the Prowler, because uh, I love how he sets the mood. Like he plays like you know what I mean, Heart of the City. You know what I mean? Just sets that mood real quick. I, I kind of like that. Like, hey, the only <laughs> difference between a villain and a supervillain presentation. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. Yeah, presentation. Uh, yeah. Genki, Genki playing Spider Man uh, <laughs> in the room was really <laughs> fucking. That was very. I thought it was a very nice touch. I was like, oh, I like that a lot. Um, having J. Jonah Jameson in there, that was, I mean, I'm always uh, well, I'm always stoked on that. Um, and, he's, and he's voiced by J.K. Simmons in every universe. As well yeah. he should be. Um, J. Jonah Jameson, you're not going to find anyone else to play, play him. That is just spot on casting. So I love the way that Miguel O'Hara points out that... Uh, The death of Captain Stacy and like all the equivalents in other universes is a canon event, which is ASM 90, which is a callback to the 70s uh, issue 90 of Amazing Spider Man of when Captain Stacy died. Like, that was a very clever way to. I was like, okay, like, there's a lot going on in this movie. Like, like, I I have the art book of Into the Spider Verse on my bookshelf and. Oh, there's my cat. Oh, what's up, buddy? Um, spider I would, cat. Yeah, so, yeah, spider, the spider cat cameo. I was like, yes, let's go. But um, I would, if you like art books, seriously, buy the art book for Into the Spider-Verse. It's fucking amazing. I'm, I'm actually considering it. Yeah. Um, th- this will be one of those movies that people are dissecting for years because there's so much going on in each frame. It's just, it's a lot. There's a lot to unpack in this movie. And I feel like Easter egg channels, breakdown artists, they're going to be doing, they're going to be diving at this movie for years to come. And I well, think yeah. even then they'll barely even get close to everything. Yeah. Which I think that's a great thing that this is, when you have a movie like this where people can just go back and rewatch it and pick mm-hmm. on things that, 
you did you you didn't see in the first view, and then the more we watch, you find you uncover more and more things, especially with the Easter egg with so many. This definitely felt like a love letter for Spider Fan Man fans, just like No Way Home and just like into the first Spider Verse. This is like a love letter. This is any a Spider Man fans wet dream. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, um, yeah. Any other kind of final thoughts before we kind of end this? Anything, any big things you guys wanted to discuss? Because I know, you know, big thing at the end of this, like you said, the reveal of Miles Morales, who is, you know, in this trapped in this other dimension uh, in Earth 42 with an evil version himself. You have the prowler, his uncle is alive in this mm-hmm. universe, Aaron Davis. Um, and Spider Gwen, you know, she's finally found her team, her home. Um, she thought she could find it with Miguel O'Hara in 2099, that kind of situation, but she's Mm-hmm. The whole thing with returning characters from the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and some newer people that we had in this movie, like Nick mentioned, uh, Spider-Man from India, um, and also Spider-Bite, who's the AI version uh, there of Spider-Man. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and Spider-Punk. So, uh, they're, you know, you see what's going to happen there. They're searching for Miles as well as uh, Miguel O'Hara searching for Miles. It's going to be a race there and a race for Miles to get back home to save his father, uh, Jefferson Davis, uh, you know, to see what, how that kind of goes. Um, so yeah, um, any other kind of final thoughts you guys want to say about this uh, movie? Yeah, I, I personally, I think especially after you know doing this job as a critic for as long as I have, I feel like there's only like five perfect movies. Now there are six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to unpack here. The the yeah. love story and the relationship with Miles and Gwen, I was very happy in the way they played it out. It was beautiful. I thought it was emotional. I thought it was very heartfelt. And like I said, Haley and Shamik, it didn't really feel like those two actors. It definitely felt like no. you were listening to Miles and Gwen, and like I say, mm-hmm. if these two dudes did not get nominated for some kind of acting, it would be a crime mm-hmm. because they put everything that literally this entire cast was everything they got into this. Miles, the scenes with Miles in the beginning and his family, how he's having to struggle with everything you can that's something we all can relate to. Him with his mother, which that is going to go down as the best scene of 2023 for me, right next to one of the scenes in a scene in John Wick chapter four and the No Sleep So Brooklyn scene and uh, the crazy Megan dance. But (laughs) also with the reveal of Miguel O'Hara, which I do apologize for getting. Off to- again, ahead of myself there when we were talking spoiler-free about it, which that would probably be cut out of the spoiler-free part of it. But when it started out, you would think that he's going to be a good guy. He's actually going to help Miles. But as the movie un- reveals, the minute it got to his true intentions, I really started to hate him. He is a complex character, mm-hmm. but I really hated this character. Hated the character when and then when Miles says he's going, he wants to write his own story as Spider-Man, and the determination he has to not only save the Spider-Verse, 
but to also save his his dad. And I don't know if it's gonna happen in the third movie or not. But if if his if his dad does kind of die, that will be a shocking and emotional moment. Not only just for Miles, but also because we love the character of Miles and we love Jefferson. It will be very devastating, but Spider-Gwen and her band of Spider-People is going to not only make sure it doesn't happen, but they're also going to make sure Miles gets home safely. But so much to unpack in this movie. A lot of great moments here. And Luna Laura Velez and Brian Tyler Henry, I'm glad they got more to do in this. I'm glad... Mm -hmm. Phil Lord and Chris Miller came up with that great scene I just talked about. And this is why we love films. Not only mm -hmm. just because we want to escape, but also we just want to have a good time. We want to feel the emotion. We want to cry. We want to laugh. We want to get angry. We want to be shocked at a certain twist, certain reveals. And I could spend at least in the next, next couple of minutes talking about this, but I know there's other things you guys have to talk about, like Barry and Ted Lasso, which I haven't seen those, but for my final thoughts, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy going back to this movie a lot. And not, also, leaving out Gwen, she definitely play a huge part into the story. I was very much, I loved the opening with her and the whole world with her and Shia Wiggum as Captain Stacy. Yeah. And even at the end of the movie when she talk, goes talk to him, I'm like, this is great stuff with Spider-Gwen. Mm -hmm. And I have to give Phil Lord, Chris Miller, all the filmmakers a lot of credit. And I think with not only just the spinoff of Spider-Woman, Spider-Ham, but with that third movie, they're going to stick the landing. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, just with this directing team alone, just with uh, Kemp Powers, with Justin K. Thompson, who, you know, have done great work, but also Joaquin DeSantos, who is one of our great working animation directors. He's done stuff for Justice yes. League. He's done stuff for Justice League Unlimited, for Avatar The Last Airbender, for Legend of Korra. I think DeSantos actually directed the four-part finale for The Last Airbender. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, Hunter, I'll let you close this out. Final thoughts? What you're looking yeah. to the next movie? Everything like um, that? I'm excited for where they wrap this up. Um, I think that's how you get live action Miles without giving him his own mm -hmm. setup movie first. I think that's a very easy way you could do this. Um, Del Toro's talked about it quite a bit over the last five years. Animation is such a wonderful art mm -hmm. form when you actually commit to it. Yeah. It, and I, go, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Fuck all of you who are just saying that animation is for kids. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I heard all of you speech yeah. at the Academy Awards. I agree with him. Animation is not just for kids. It's for no, everyone. It's animation animation is a tool for storytelling. And like any tool, you can use it and use it well or you can fuck it up. Yeah, there's so much great animated content out there yeah. that that people I think just don't watch Overlooked. because 
and just hate. Yeah. I mean, Craig all of the- you people who say animation is for kids, first off, get off your high horse. Go get <laughs> Don't off. touch grass. Don't touch some grass or something. <laughs> animation is cinema. I, Del Toro said it first. I'm saying it here. Animation is cinema. Stop trying to say it's for kids. Animation can appeal to everyone. If there are some people who's not going to like animated films, then that's fine. But don't say animation is just for kids because yeah, not every animated movie is for kids. Did y'all see Sausage Party seven years ago? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sausage Party so good. Um, but but this 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 movie's you know this movie's incredible. Uh, Puss in Boots was uh, Last Wish was my number two favorite film last year. I fucking animation can fucking rule. Like in that movie, it's on Peacock by the way. If you have not seen it, watch watch that movie. It's great. Um, but uh, there there's a scene in here where Gwen is talking to her dad about the, the comparisons between mm-hmm. being a superhero and being a cop. And that scene just had my ass crying. I was, I was like, holy shit. I like, was absolutely they, they sobbing that entire scene. Yeah. yeah. And just and that. just the punctuation of that. It's like, I can't arrest you. Will you quit? When? About halfway through your speech, kid. Yeah, it's just it uh it's so it's so goddamn <laughs> it's so goddamn good. And um yeah, I, I'm really curious what they're gonna end this. Um yeah, um, if uh, if we don't get Spider Man one more day, we don't get Miles Morales. So as as infuriating as that story is, and how it is one of the worst comics I've ever read in my life. Thank you? Question mark? <laughs> because we because maybe we don't. I mean, without that, we don't get No Way Home, and we don't get Miles Morales. Yeah, so, so it's it's and... it's it's ironic that something yeah. so terrible could lead to something so great, but. I, yeah. I mean, I mean, who's the writer on uh, on Spider Man now? Uh, who, who's writing oh, it now? I, I don't know actually, but I, I don't know yeah. the guy's name. But that dude said, "Hold my beer." Yeah, but they're fucking up Peter in the comics right now. I, I just—it's hard being a Spider Man fan right now <laughs> in the comics. Just, just don't read them. They're it's like a constant. Good. It's like a constant love hate relationship with Spider Man. <laughs> just yeah, being a fan. As far as the film side of Spider Man goes, oh, with yeah, the film? trilogy, oh. with oh. the MCU, with the yeah. planned spinoffs mm-hmm. in Spider Verse and a planned yeah. TV show in the Spider Verse, the future is looking bright. Yeah, yeah. As far as like film goes, uh, video games, especially with the Insomniac games, oh yeah, it's a great that's, time to be a Spider Man <laughs> fan. Spider Man villain I'm fan. Happy. I'm happy to be to be a spider-man fan yeah um but hopefully hope they'll stick the landing we'll be good we'll be good yeah it'll be fine i think so they are going to stick the landing yeah i think so too um so yeah that was spider-man across the spider-verse